Hello, welcome to our live event for Behold today, where we're going to talk a little bit more about what Beckend is and how you can join and kind of show you what group. My name is Christy Horsch, and we're also going to be using this as episode 26 of the podcast. And so I just needed to throw that in there as well, so that when people are listening to this replay later, it makes a little bit more sense. All right. I am so grateful for all of those, all of you who are here who could join me today, and for all of you listening to the replay later. Just a few little housekeeping notes. I'm going to have everybody stay muted and keep your cameras off. any group coaching, then whoever is coming up for coaching will turn off your microphone and your turn on your camera so we can we can talk together that way. But before we oh and also just so you know there is a chat box and you are welcome to talk in the chat box as well. So if you have a question or or something you think of and you want to throw it out there but you don't want to come on camera that's fine. Just throw it in on the chat box. Okay, but before we get started let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Holy Spirit, come and, and just help us to rest in you. Help us, help your peace to wash over us. Let us hear the things that you want us to hear. Let us learn how we can discover the dream that you've planted in our hearts. The things that you've inspired us to accomplish so that we can grow closer to you and grow closer on our journey to heaven. Help us to learn how to manage our time so that all that we do. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Let's get started. So today I wanted to talk a little bit, first of all, about Beckend itself. What is Beckend? Beckend is the monthly membership. Okay, so all of you have been following along on Behold, and Behold is the free podcast that you hear each week where we go into mindset work. Beckend is going to be where we go in more in depth, where we taste what we've learned and we really study them and we really learn how to implement them in our lives. Okay, so if you've started doing some of the things you've learned in Behold and you feel like you're wanting to do more, wanting to learn more. You're seeing the difference in your life. Beckend is where you can go deeper into the implementation of them. Now, over the course of time through Behold, you're going to get a lot of information through that free podcast. You're going to get what you need to learn these tools and start implementing them. But if you really want that deep dive, if you really want, that's where you're going to want to be. Beckend is also has um, this weekly group coaching. And so by having weekly group, group coaching, you have access to a life coach. You're able to get the coaching that you need when you get stuck on something, because we all get stuck on things. Our brains are going to continue to throw tantrums and are going to continue to give us thoughts that we see as true, but a life coach can point them out and say, actually, that's not true. That's a lie that you're believing. So do you want to continue to believe it? Or do you want to Uh, and group coaching is extremely valuable because it really helps us see our blind spots. And even if you're not the one being coached, it's extremely valuable because surprisingly, all of our brains are extremely similar. We all have a lot of the same mind drama going. And so even though somebody's circumstances are slightly different, you're going to hear the same things you think. You're going to say, oh man, if I were in that situation, I'd be thinking the same thing. And so it's going to help show you some of your some of the things that you want to work on, it's going to give you great ideas moving forward. So I'll be able to have a life coach each and every week. And the replays will be available. So if you can't make the time, you can always contact me ahead of time. Let me know. I'll talk about that subject. And then you can catch the replay and hear all about it. Beckend also has a community. And the community will be a separate Facebook group, separate from the Behold Facebook group that will be deep diving into these topics as well. Okay, so just more support, more. So that's a little bit about what the Beckend Behold, what the difference is, okay? And with Beckend, 
if you think, okay, I really want to learn about this time and goal stuff, but then after that, I, I think I want to be done. That's fine. You can cancel anytime. That's completely okay. All right. Let's get into our little course for today. So today we're going to talk a little bit about goals and then I'll open it up for coaching and for questions. But for anyone who does not know me or who hasn't been following along thus far, my name is Chris. Daughters, and they are 12, 9, 6, 4, and 1. And we live on a farm in rural Kansas. About a year ago, I was introduced to this work. And since that time, I've used this work to really fall in love with myself and with my life. And it led me to lose 105 pounds. But what's more important than that is all that I've gained. I've gained confidence and joy and peace. And I'm more connected to my husband and my kids and to the Lord. And I'm just a life that I've always wanted to live, but didn't think was possible for me. And so as I was learning all of this, I really wanted to share it. I wanted to share it with others because I really feel like if Catholic women knew what <laughs> knew the value of this work, we would change the world by managing our minds. It'd be incredible because we're raising the next generation of saints. And th these tools are going to help us to do that in such a powerful way. So as I'm homeschooling my kids, and the best part is that I didn't change a single circumstance in my life. The tools, I just changed my thoughts. The mindset tools were all I needed to make all those changes in my life. And so I'm going to share this with you. If you've been listening to the Behold podcast, you know that the work we're doing is based on the mindset work. And if you've listened previously, if you have not listened yet, if you haven't been part of listen, listening previously, I really would encourage you that I the video two, two and three, because that's really the foundational work. In those episodes, we learn about the brain and why our brain does the things that it does. And we also learn about the actual tool that we use, the actual model. So again, for those who have not heard this yet, the mindset work follows this model. And the model is that your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings lead to your actions and your actions give you your results. And how that progression went, your thoughts give you your results. And if this is new to you, it might, you might be thinking that that sounds really crazy. And you might think that your feelings just kind of fly at you. And I can tell you that I felt that way before too, that I really thought that my feelings just happened. I had no control over them. That's what was going on. And because my feelings were happening that way, I had to act in the way I acted. And I really didn't take a lot of agency for myself. And a lot of you might feel that was you. So for the moment, until you can go back and watch those foundational videos, I just want you to take a really deep breath and ask God to open your heart to the possibility that this might be true. Because if this is true, it could just be such a game changer for you. But I want to do an example. So let's say you have a circumstance and that the circumstance is that you have a lot going on right now. You're really, you feel really busy at the moment. There's so much going on in your schedule. Well, first of all, our circumstances, okay, it has to be able to prove proven in a court of law because our circumstances don't change our results. They don't give us a result. Our thoughts give us a result. So our circumstance is new, neutral. So instead of saying, I'm so busy, you could say all the spaces on my calendar are full. My calendar is full. Okay. We can prove that in the court of law, in a court of law, we can see that we are completely scheduled out or we can see that we're almost scheduled out and we can say, yeah, the, the calendar is almost full. So I'm changing our mind. We have unintentional thoughts. These are the thoughts that are just going, they're going consciously or, or unconsciously. We feel like they're flying at us. They're just the things that pop into our head. And that's okay because this is the way that God has, has designed our brain. Our brain is very efficient. It's there to protect you, but it tends to, when being unmanaged, just think some really wild things. And so if your brain is unmanaged and those thoughts are flying around unchecked, kind of like an unsupervised toddler, 
intentional thoughts because we're not intending them. They're just happening. So we're going to run through an unintentional model. This is when we take our thoughts through that model, what's going to happen if we're not managing our mind. So the circumstance is our calendar is full. Our thought is I'm so busy. Okay. And when we think the thought, I'm so busy, oftentimes we'll feel overwhelmed, maybe stressed, hopeless. Kind of like it. And when we feel those feelings, just for a moment, if you if you let yourself kind of feel those feelings, from that place, how do you act? You're going to act, maybe you're going to procrastinate and put some of that stuff off because you want to have time to do what you want to do instead of following that busy schedule. Maybe you buffer. Buffering is when you do something to avoid your feelings, like maybe eat, scroll through social media, binge on Netflix. Some people go for a run to buffer. Um, just anything that some people have a drink, you know, whatever it is that you choose to do that instead of feeling your feelings. Or you might, you know, if you have those feelings of being overwhelmed and stressed, you might start snapping at the kids, snapping at your husband, not connecting with them the way that you usually like to. And so your result from that is that disconnection. You're disconnected from the people you love the most. You're not getting everything done because you're putting it off and you're buffering. And you just have that. Okay. So instead you recognize this, you start to become aware. Oh, I keep thinking I'm busy. And I'm not getting the results I want. So I'm going to change that thought. And instead, we're going to do a different thought. And I'm going to use the thought, my life is full. My life is full. I really like the thought, my life is full. Because full gives me this feeling that, that I'm very blessed. Okay? It kind of connects me back with God when I, when I feel like my life. Second thought, I can handle it. When I'm thinking I'm so busy, that feeling of anxiety just rushes up. And I think it's because I have a sneaky thought underneath it that I can't handle it. But when I think my life is full and I can handle it. Okay. And from that place, I feel just really blessed. I feel confident that I can handle it. I feel motivated. I also feel, feel kind of curious. Oh, I can handle this. Yeah. How am I going to do that? And I can, so from that place, I can start to problem solve. I can start to get feel so more likely to act upon the things that I need to do. And I'll show up a lot more peacefully because I'm taking a lot more agency over the situation. And as a result, I'm living my life on my terms. Okay. I'm feeling peace. I'm connected to the people around me because I'm not snapping at them. And I'm letting that, that thought be my result. I can handle it. And then I'm proving it in my result that yes, I was able to handle all the things that I have on my calendar today. It really does change everything. So the same is true with our time and goals. And so in the new Beckend program, our very first month is all about goals and goal setting, how to find your goal, how to set your goal, and then how to manage your time around it. You've probably done goal courses before. Okay. You've probably learned how to set a smart goal or, you know, they have all these different acronyms of how to set goals. We're going to turn some of those upside down and look at it a different way. And we're also going to, once we have that dream and we have that goal and we have that plan, how do we actually implement it? How do we actually get that into our day? And so that's what makes this course different is because we're going to take the two things together because I really think that they belong together. So today's little mini course, we're going to go a little more deeply into the first step of working through your goal, figuring out what your goal is, and then um, put, getting your plan. That's So I just wanted to share with you that many of us as moms, we've kind of stopped dreaming. You know, when we're kids, we have these big dreams for ourselves and then we become adults and maybe our dream happened. Maybe our dream from when we were a kid, maybe we, we dreamt about the life that we're in and we get there and we're like, Hmm, not, not quite what I expected. 
not really taking good care of myself. My mind is kind of swelms. I have anxiety. It's just aren't the way that I thought they were going to be. I'm so incredibly blessed. So why am I not happy? And I think that's just a really common thing that, that moms struggle with. No matter if your kids are little or big or out of the house, completely gone. I just think that that is one of those things that we struggle with as women. And I'm, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my story in the, the spring of 2020 and um, the pandemic hit and I was the pandemic hit, they kind of changed the focus of this challenge group to just surviving. And so one week, the challenge was to do something to move you forward in your dream, move you forward, you know, something for yourself. And it was a challenge I couldn't complete because I didn't know what I liked. I could remember what I used to like before I had kids, but those things, uh, not so excited about them anymore, but I had never taken the time to figure out what I truly liked. And I didn't have a dream. I had no dream for myself. So that was really a big eye opener for me, for me, that that wasn't the way it was supposed to be. That's not what God was calling me, how God was calling me to live my life. And so I, I prayed, I told God how broken I was and that I needed him to help me through this. And a few months later, I found this work and I realized that the reason I didn't have a dream and the reason that I didn't know what I liked was that I had this monologue going in my head all the time. It was really mean. And I was, I was just, my, I was my biggest bully. And so when you're living with your biggest bully all the time in your head, of, of course, you're not going to like yourself very much. You know, I had this constant monologue of some, some things were true, but a lot were lies, but I couldn't see the difference. And so I was just really cowering. I was cowering from, from myself in my own life. And it might be a nice critic. You might be whispering lies to yourself and not even realize it, realizing it. You might not recognize your value and worth. And I'm just here to tell you that your value and worth lies in the fact that you're a beloved daughter of God and he loves you so much and he created with, he created you and he wants to be with you for all of eternity. And when we make a mistake or, or we sin, God doesn't bully us. It's not the way he speaks to us. He speaks to us with compassion and with connection. And if your head is speaking to you with anything besides compassion and conviction, it's not the voice of God. And if it's not the voice of God, it's not what we need to be filling our minds with. And so I go more into depth in that, that concept and that idea in the podcast and in Beckons, we're going to go a lot more depth in depth in loving yourself and recognizing your value. But I just wanted to give you that little overview as we move into, into our goals, because Let's see yourself and your value. You're going to recognize that God has put a dream in your heart and he has a special work that he wants you to do with your life or just with this moment. He has a special purpose for you right now and he's calling you. And that's why this new program is called Beckoned because Beckoned means to gently call and that's what the Lord is doing. He's gently calling all of us to this moment to live out our dreams. And so today I want to walk through with you the steps for finding your dream. And this is going to be a surface actual back in program, because I just want to make sure that I leave enough time today for the, for group coaching. So this process really focuses on the steps, the steps to do, not the how. So the first thing we need to do is we need to recognize that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So if God has given you a dream, you have all you need to accomplish that dream. He, or he will give you all you need to accomplish that dream. If your dream is inspired by the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's living inside of you, spirit, he's going to give you everything you need, or you already have everything you need to accomplish that goal. So the process I'm deal, detailing is based on um, Brooke Castillo from the, the founder of the life coach school method of following and planning for your goals. And it's a very powerful method. 
So the first thing you're going to start with is prayer. Okay. You're going to start with prayer. You're going to talk to the Holy Spirit. You're going to see, is this really coming from God? Is this what God wants me to do? And then next, when you dream, you're going to dream bigger than, than you think is possible. Then the third step is to write it down. You actually need to write it down, pen to paper, write it down and read it back to yourself. Because once you do that, your brain is going to throw one of those totter, toddler tantrum, tantrums. And you need to recognize all of the drama going in your brain. Okay. So that's step number four. You're going to recognize all of your drama. And from that place of recognizing your drama, you're going to single. And on that list, as you're doing this, we call it a thought down where you're downloading all of your thoughts. You're just writing it out. No judgment. You're not, doesn't, a thought doesn't have to be right or wrong. And you're going to know which ones are true and which ones are lies. Okay. And then you're going to take the, those ones that are true. And you're going to take those that are lies. And you're going to say, okay, I'm going to continue to think this. I'm going to choose not to think that and sort through them that way. Now there's going to be some on there where they could possibly You try to beat those and you're going to figure out for you which ones are true and which ones are lies. And then you're going to um, answer those. Oh, then you're going to also in that list, you're going to see obstacles too. You're going to see things that might pop up. Your brain is going to say, you can't accomplish that dream because you don't have childcare. And so you're going to see that, that obstacle. That's true. I don't have childcare. That's an obstacle. Okay. And you're going to mark that too, that that's an obstacle. So then you're going to place yourself. in those obstacles and you're going to answer each of those obstacles. Okay. So yeah, I don't have childcare. Well, if I came to that point, I could, and then you're going to start listing out the different things you could do to meet that obstacle. Okay. This is that step number five, answering each obstacle. Step number six, you are going to place yourself at the end of the goal. You're going to imagine yourself when you accomplish your dream, when you are living that life that you've always wanted to live, what is it going to look like? How are you going to feel who accomplishes her goals? And then step number seven, you are going to work backwards. You're going to take from the end of the goal, and then you're going to say, okay, if I were to accomplish this goal, what would I have to do the day before I accomplished it? Write it down. What would I have to do two days before I accomplished it? What would I have to do a week before, two weeks before? a month before, and you're just going to keep walking backwards until you're to today. And yes, aren't quite worked out, but you're going to be really surprised at how much you know, at how much you're already aware of what needs to be done to accomplish that goal. Okay. Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you and he's going to help you to see what needs to be done. And then for number eight, we're going to kind of fill in the details. We're going to throw those obstacles in to our list of what needs to be done so we can see it ahead of time. And then finally, number nine, we are going to commit. We are going to commit to this dream and we are going to go nine steps to setting your goals and setting your dreams. And that might feel like a lot, but if you dive in, you'll find that your goals are so much more manageable when you approach them this way. This is next level stuff, okay? This is, I know that some of you are brand new but we're diving, we're going to dive really deep into this and beckoned, and you will have the tools that you need to get to that point, to be able to see this and recognize how to use the tools with it. And so I don't want to, to scare you, but this is when you need to implement this in your life. Okay. But for now, oh, and so if you do, if you do feel like, yes, I want to go more in depth, I want to hear more about this to join beckoned. The list, the link, it was sent out to the email group today. It's also in the Facebook group, or you can contact directly me directly, and I can get you into it that way. Um, and of course, please contact me if you have any difficulty signing up at all. So let's do some group coaching. When we do group coaching, the person who wants to be coached, and we'll be able to hear them, and they'll ask their questions, and she and I will just talk through 
what is going on. I write while they talk because I don't want to miss anything because people say a lot as they talk, a lot of a lot of good things that I want to make sure that I cover. So if you see me writing, that's why. All right. With the ladies who are on here, would any of you like to group coach today? If you'd like to group coach, is your aunt? Or you can unmute yourself. And if nobody was wanting to group coach today, at this moment, I can, or if you could type in the chat, if you had something you wanna talk about, otherwise I can, I can um, talk about some other things here. It's really not so bad. Just giving anybody a minute who wants to jump on. All right, well then I'm gonna just keep talking for a little bit. And if there anybody does wanna jump on so we can see what group coaching is like, that would be wonderful. Or you can just chat any will make sure to answer them for you and we can do a little coaching that way. So one of the questions that somebody had emailed me that I could talk about was that they feel like they don't have enough time to take care of themselves. And they just said that there just is not time between all the other stuff that they have to do. Now in the new course, we're really going to go through how to show you how to manage your time in a different way. But I would like to show you through that. Just manage your thoughts around it and change it just that way too. So in that, in the case of not having enough time for taking care of yourself. Now, in this case, since the person hasn't come on, we can't get into too many details. So we're just gonna kind of fill in some of those details. We're gonna say that this is a new new mom and she doesn't even have time to take a shower because of the, the kids. And so we'll say that the circumstance is we've got several little carry full of taking care of the kids. And so her thought about this is, her thought is, I have no time to take care of myself. I don't even have time to shower. And when she thinks that, how do you think she feels? Maybe she feels kind of hopeless or trapped. A lot, of, a lot of us feel really trapped in our lives, especially with a thought like, I don't even have time to take care of myself. You're gonna feel trapped. And from that place, so if gonna show up. She might show up kind of resentful, you know, resentful towards the kids, resentful towards her husband. She might buffer, you know, eat, scroll, do just things that she doesn't have to feel that feeling. But she's not going to take action towards taking care of herself because she's already told herself, I don't have time to take care of myself. So her brain has shut down all options. That problem. And so then her result is that she doesn't have time to take care of herself because our results almost always will prove our thought. So instead for this mom, she has the same circumstance. We, could, we can give her a more intentional thought. We can help her to think more intentionally about it by becoming aware that when that thought pops up, I don't have time to take care of myself, that she can say, no, I'm not gonna think this anymore. I'm gonna choose something else, okay? okay. So is she might choose to think, I have, I have exactly the amount of time I need to accomplish everything that God wants me to accomplish. Okay, I have the time I need to accomplish what God wants me to accomplish. And when she thinks that, she might feel a little more confident, a little more confident that, yeah, maybe I could take care of myself. God's gonna give me what I need. And she might also feel a little curious. I wouldn't, 
I will not work for me. And from that place of confidence and curiosity, she's going to open up that problem solving part of her brain. Because when we're in those negative emotions, like that unintentional thought, we don't have access to our to the part of our brain that helps us to problem solve, helps us to be creative, helps us to find the solutions. But when we're being more intentional, we're feeling confident, we're feeling curious, we're feeling motivated, then our brain opens up and can see so many more possibilities. So hey, yeah, I have time for everything I need today. Everything God wants me to accomplish will get done today. From that place, maybe she goes to prayer and asks the Holy Spirit to show her the way. Or maybe she starts to make a list. This is how I can get a shower every day. I can ask my husband to wash the kids so I can take a shower. I can ask the teenager who lives next door to come and babysit for 20 minutes so I can take a shower. You know, you can, you'll start to problem solve. You'll start based on your situation. You'll start to see different things that can help you get to that, that goal you want of taking care of yourself by taking a shower every day. Okay. And so then your result, your, your action is you start to figure that out and then you take your shower. And then as a result, you're starting to take care of yourself. And you might think taking a shower is not enough self-care and that's fine. But if you're not even doing that, that's the first step. That's where you need like, oh, I need self-care. Self-care is a really buzzy word. And it's a really, you know, our culture's kind of taken it hostage as, oh, you need self-care. You need to go to a spa and you need to get your nails done. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But if you aren't even taking a shower, then we need to take the baby steps before we get to those big things. Okay. Because a lot of times the mom who's not taking a shower, when she goes to the spa, it's not going to rejuvenate her. Because she's going to have much more time this. that's telling her that this is impossible. And even though she's there, she shouldn't be. She's going to have her brain just riding her down the entire time. And she's going to come home feeling more exhausted and frustrated than when she left. And that's why we learn to manage our minds. And we learn to trust that God gives us exactly what we need in every moment that we need it. That God knew that you were the mother that he wanted for those children. And so even though you're going to spend that 15, 20 minutes, they are going to be fine. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of an idea of what we would do in group coaching. We go through and we model out some of those things that could be changed with your thoughts to give you the result that you want. Now, of course, when somebody does come on for group coaching, we're able to talk back and forth, get the details. They tell me how they're feeling and how they act. And we just go back and forth and um, are able to get them the thought that they really, that really works for them, that they really believe really some through, through changing their thoughts, through becoming aware of what they're doing, thinking unintentionally and changing that over to something more intentional. Does anyone have anything else they'd like to talk about today? It doesn't have to be about time and goals. It can be about anything that, that you might have been wondering about, if you had a question or if you just have another circumstance in your life that you're just not sure what to think about it, I would be happy to talk to you about that. I did have a couple other emailed ones, so I can go through those too, but it's more, it's more fun for our purposes today of showing people what group coaching is like if one of you decides to, to come and talk. All right, and remember, as I'm talking about this next one, feel free to chat, put something in the chat, tell me what you wanna talk about. You don't have to come, you don't have to come on camera. You don't have to say it out loud. You can just stick something in that way. Okay, so another one of the emails I got was, okay, I had somebody who said that they really would like to lose some weight, but they don't know how, okay? This is, I don't know is something that a lot of us say, and it's something that really holds us back 
Because the truth is we probably do know, but our brain really likes to keep us safe. And we, the more that we say, I don't know, we don't act. And our brain doesn't want us to act. Our brain is happy on the couch. Our brain is happy on the couch because yeah, we might not be comfortable. And then in this example, being overweight, we might not be comfortable being overweight, but we understand this discomfort. We know this discomfort, but losing weight, that's a whole nother kind of uncomfortable. And we just really need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Either way, we're going to be uncomfortable. We're going to be uncomfortable. We just have to convince our brain that we want to, that what we want to do is we want to lose the weight. And so our brain, though, in order to try to protect us, see, our brain loves us so much and wants to protect us. To protect us, our brain is going to say, I don't know. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do that. And so I would just encourage you to not use that I don't know phrase. Instead, when you think something like, I don't know how to lose the weight, think the whole thing, I know exactly what to do. And then go through that method that we just talked about, going through all those steps, working your way backwards, figuring out which goal, like how to go back through your goal and figuring out the steps. And maybe that means you want to choose a, choose a program like this. Maybe you want to learn these tools to help you learn, lose weight. Because I know that's what I did and it worked very well. And it continues to work well for other women in the program too. And so instead of thinking, I don't know, I don't know how to lose the weight. I know exactly what to do. Those are the kind of thoughts that are going to open up that confidence and motivate you towards action. A thought like, I don't know what to do, keeps you stuck. It does not motivate you to action. A thought like, I know exactly what to do, is going to motivate you to action. And that's how you're going to change your results. Okay? All right. Does anybody have anything that they'd like to talk about? I'll go, Christy. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hi. Got my earbuds in, so I didn't know if it would work. Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um, I had to jump off the meeting. Duties were calling. So okay. I missed okay. whatever you talked about. But um, uh, I'm hosting a baby shower for my sister, and we're having it in my shed. So for, for a long time, I wasn't really concerned about cleaning my house. <laughs> Um, shed is much easier to clean. And then I realized that a lot of my family that's coming over is probably going to want to see my house because they've never been there. We've only been in for two and a half years. And I know my aunts, my cousins, they're going to want a tour. So then I started panicking a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my issue is that I, I just, um, I'm, I'm like, an organized person, but I have, I feel like what, what bogs me down and what clutters me is mail and not knowing what to do with all of that. Cause I like to file things and I have a hard time throwing things away. So then I end up with starting to accumulate different piles. And when I want to hurry up and clean the house, I grab my pile of papers and mail and I put it in a box. Yeah. <laughs> And then okay. I end up having three boxes in my bedroom and <laughs> like, okay, this is ridiculous. You know, I, I'm not so worried about the cleaning and things like that, but that sort of stuff that clutters my area clutters my mind. And I just feel like this is the part that I need to figure out how to tackle. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like you kind of have two things here. One is yes. that the baby shower is coming and now you feel like you need to clean your house. And then the other one is the, the clutter and the, especially the paper clutter and the mail and how to organize that a little better. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And also let me add one more maybe, but, um, and okay. if we need to break this up, cause I know it's getting to be only 20 minutes left, but I like my house isn't the way I want it yet. Like I know what I want to do, but you know, that takes time and purchasing 
pictures or decor or whatever. So like, it's not the way that I have it envisioned yet. And so that like, I'm thinking, oh, makes me a little sad not to get to show it off the way that I want it to be at that point. Okay. All right. Okay. So is the baby shower this weekend? No, it's not no. until October. So I keep okay. having a timeline like, okay, I have two, three weeks. I have two weeks. I can do this. I'm going to do a little bit at a time here and there. And then, and then this whole last weekend went by, which I enjoyed my weekend very much. And I had a lot yeah. of great family time, but I didn't get a whole lot accomplished towards my goal of decluttering and cleaning the house. Yeah. Yeah. And that I is buffered. Something... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's something that all of us do. And there's a, there's a whole course on this in, in Beckend too, but do you consider yourself a little bit? Sorry, you cut out a little oh, bit. Oh, that's okay. Do you consider yourself a perfectionist? Uh, yes. In, okay. Yes. In some ways. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, those of us who are perfectionists, we tend to be procrastinators because we want it to be perfect so badly. And that perfection is usually something that is, you know, impossible to have it completely perfect. And like you said, my house is not going to complete because, you know, it takes time. It takes time to get there and you know why, but because it's not going to be perfect, your brain is having thoughts. That's making you think, well, then I don't even want to work on it at all. I don't want to spend that time working on this because it's not going to be good enough for me. Even if I do get it cleaned, it's still not going to be to my standard of what I want it to be. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right? Yeah. 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 I, I do that too. I do that a lot. And so the one thing that, that kind of flip some of that is a lot of times we'll schedule, you know, like you said, a little cleaning each week to get there. And then it ends up being the bulk of the cleaning is happening the night before, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Instead, force, or, you know, not for, but we want to change your thoughts so that you can get 80% of the work done this week and then get the rest of it done over the next three weeks. Okay. You want to really try to tackle that bulk of it. Because I don't want to go through all those papers. I don't want to go through all those boxes of papers and I'll have to file them. And it's just, it's just too big of a job. We'll tell ourselves those thoughts. We'll have those thoughts. And instead, if we think God is going to give me exactly the amount of time I need to get this job done, I'm going to work on it for an hour. You will be amazed at how far you can get through that stuff in an hour. It's, it's unbelievable sometimes how fast we can get through those things when we're feeling motivated. And when we cut out all the other distractions. Like just communicating to, like, I'm going to spend an hour going through these boxes and I need everybody to just leave me alone. I'm going to put my phone in the other room and I'm just going to get through it. And you'll probably get through it a lot faster than you thought you would. And maybe you need to do it a couple times that way, but then you'll have that peace as you're in, you know, the final stretch to the baby shower. You'll feel that peace because you'll know that you're almost done. You just need to do the last minute, you know, spot cleaning stuff at the end. And you'll have, you know, you'll be able to get there. Okay. So that, that's some of the time tips, but let's get into your thoughts. Um, what thought do you have? What is your thought when you think of people coming to see your house? You said you feel kind of disappointed because it's not the way you want it to be, but what thought what thought is there? Um, my thought is, I my thought's a question though, and he said that we shouldn't have a question. Like you know, like it's like, oh, is it good? Is it good enough? Is it? Are they gonna like it? Okay. The thought is it good enough? Are they gonna like it? Now, I'm glad you brought up a question because a lot of times we are thinking these questions, but a question in our thought line, our brain has already answered that question. So 
if you're having feelings of, you know, disappointment, how your answer yourself, is this good enough? Are they going to like it? Sorry, you kind of cut out just a little oh, bit again. Oh, no, that's okay. That's okay. When, <laughs> when you're your brain, when you think of a, when your thought is a question, your brain is actually always answering. Your brain has already decided the answer. And so I think in your case, when you're asking yourself, is it good enough? Are they going to like it? Your brain is already telling you, no, your brain's telling you, no, it's not good enough. They aren't going to like it because you're ha having, because it's like you're disappointed. And what else did you say you were feeling? When you think that thought, is it good enough? Are they going to like it? How do you feel? Um, I might feel worried and I feel sad. Okay. Because I'm really, I'm really proud of our house and I really love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you feel worried and sad. So that tells me that you're answering that question. No. So you're actually thinking this thought. Not enough. And and so when you have that thought, it's not good enough. They're not going to like it. Of course, you're going to be worried and sad. And then how are you going to act? How do you act when you feel worried and sad? Um, it makes me procrastinate more. Like, I don't want to do it. Yes. What's the point? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're going to procrastinate because what's the point? It's never going to be good enough for them. But really, what you're really saying is it's never going to be good enough for you. Because think about people's houses that you go to. Are you very judgmental of their houses? Are you saying, oh, this is not good enough. This is, I can't believe they live here or whatever, you know? No, and I know it's all lies in my head. I know that. It's like trying to change that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we just have to, it's that awareness thing. It's becoming aware of what we're doing. And so then your result from all of this is you're procrastinating and you're not even getting the, you know, the basic cleaning stuff that you want to get done, done. So instead, let's change your thought. Okay, so your circumstance, like we talked about, is still the same. It's still that you have people coming to your house for the first time. What, what do you want to feel instead? Um, excitement and what are you ready? joy. Joy. Okay. Feel joy as you're getting ready for the baby shower. That's great. Um, what thought? would help you to feel joy? Um, I'm excited to show off a house that they haven't seen yet. Yeah, I'm excited to show off the house. Like you said, you're very, you, you already told me, you told me that you love your house and you're proud of your house. So, I show off my house. Now, when you think that thought right now, when you just said it, do you believe that? Do you believe that you're excited to show off your house? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you hesitated. <laughs> yeah. Do you believe But So if you don't believe it, then we need to choose a different thought because if you don't believe it, it's not going to give you that feeling of joy. I, I am excited. I, okay. I am just, yeah, I do have a little hesitation, <laughs> but I am excited. Okay. And what is that? What thought is the hesitation coming from? So when you say, when you my say, hesitation is that I have family members that have like out of a magazine, gorgeous, decorated to the T, always clean <laughs> houses <laughs> that these same family members have been to. <laughs> yeah. And so mine is not to that degree. <laughs> and it's still fabulous and I love it, but it's different than theirs. And so then I, that's my hesitation is that I'm comparing and so, so there, so are they going to? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, comparison, it really steals our joy. It comparison always, it always steals, steals our joy because we weren't, we were made for community. We weren't made for comparison. You know, God made each of us in our own circumstances for our own reason. It's because that was our path to heaven. And other people have a different path to heaven. And so they have different houses and different ways of keeping their path, not ours. And so when we start to recognize, we kind of start to put down that manual. That's something 
for anybody who's new to this, we talk a lot about manuals because manuals is that that rule book that we have for other people and for our and for ourselves and for our lives too. That rule book that we've just kind of made up. And so I think that you have a manual that's saying my house should be exactly like their house. And if it's not like their house, it's not good enough. That's fair. Okay. Does that make sense? I think I missed just the last statement. Oh, okay. So the only person that we know has that manual for sure for you, we don't know that your aunts and cousins and we don't know that they are even doing that. We don't know what they're thinking. We only know what you're thinking. And so the only person that's actually thinking if my house isn't the same as their house, it's not good enough. You're the one that's thinking that, not them. Okay. And even if they are thinking that, does that really change how much you love your house? No. No, it doesn't change how much you love your house because that's your home that, you know, that's where you're raising your family and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, and you have a lot to be proud of there. And so even if your house isn't the same as, as theirs, and even if they thought that, even if they said it, it doesn't change who you are. It doesn't change where you live. It doesn't really change anything. Okay. So I would, as you're doing your th my house. And if you need a bridge thought to get there, maybe I wonder what it would be like to be excited about this, to be excited to show off my house, you know, or maybe even just writing down five things every day that you love about your house to really show you all the, all the beauty that your house has. Okay. Just to kind of get your brain to that. Yeah, I really am excited. I am excited to show them this because then you'll have that feeling of joy. And once you have that feeling of joy, how do you think you're going to act? I'm going to be excited to tackle the things that need to be done. Yeah. Do what needs to be done. And then your result will be that you're ready for the shower. And you're ready for the shower a lot more peacefully. You know, you have that peace, you have that acceptance, you're accepting yourself, you're accepting your home because that's that's really where you want to approach all of this from is just that acceptance that this is, yeah, this is where we are. And, and I've worked hard to get ready for the shower and just to have that joy. Does that make sense? Yes. Makes sense. Okay. Jotting down some notes. Okay. All right. So we've got, I mean, I'm looking back at my notes too, because I know you had several things. So that was for getting, you know, getting ready for showing the house. Um, and then you said that, you know, it's not the way you want it to be quite yet. And I think we could use some similar thoughts with that, that, you know, I'm excited to show it off as is. And if it is not quite where I, I wanted to stay there along in a couple of years and I'll have them over again in a couple of years and they'll see all the progress we've made. You know, does that sound like a thought you can believe or would help? Yeah. Okay. okay. Then your other was the the mail. What do you want to think about, or what do you what do you think when you get when you get the mail, and it all gets piled up and and it needs to be filed? What do you think about it when? You what do I think about it? What? Sorry. When you see that, that's okay. When you see that pile of papers and mail and clutter, what goes through your head? Oh, sometimes I, I think, why do I, why do I feel like I have to keep all this? Okay. I, um, why, why do you feel like you have to keep all of it? I don't know. I feel like something's gonna happen where I'm going to need it. And I won't have it if I throw it away. Something's and that's happen. probably never happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is where then you need to do a little thought work or, you know, just taking a little time and thinking through this. Do I really need these things? And making that decision for yourself. If your answer is yes, then you just need to love that about yourself. Yes, I am somebody who keeps my paperwork. 
I am somebody's paperwork and I'm never going to be caught off guard. Or you can decide, no, no, I don't need to keep all of this. And I'm okay with that because we live in an age of computers and I can snap a picture of it and then just pull it up on my phone later and throw it in the trash and not have to deal with this stuff anymore. And I will just keep files on my phone instead. Or you can say, no, I'm not going to keep it. And I'm just going to trust that if something does come up, I will know what to do and I will be able to figure it out. I can call the bank and get a bank statement. And I whatever I might need, I'll be able to figure out how to get it again. And so I'm going to get rid of it. Okay. And so I know that that's kind of a, probably kind of a big decision that you might not want to make like in this moment, but whatever you decide, I just want you to go all for that decision. Really love that decision and then do the thought work around it. So then that springs you into action to either file it more regularly, help you to clean up the clutter or um, starting to get rid of it, whatever, whatever works for you. What do you think about that? Yeah, I like that. I'm writing down some notes, but I like the, especially this love, whatever decision I make and, and, and go with that. Yeah. And that's something that's really important with our time, because a lot of times we second guess ourselves and we kind of hem and haw over our decision. We finally make the decision and then we start second guessing the decision and we spend a lot of time mulling back. Over again is another form of procrastination is another form of just not trusting ourselves and our decision-making process. And so it wastes a lot. It wastes our time when we could just get moving with it, make that decision and move on. Okay. So once you're ready, you know, give it a little bit of thought, talk to your husband so that he's like, when he's like, wait, where did all this go? If you decide to get rid of it. So, you know, you can kind of come to a, come to an agreement on it and then just love whatever you decide go all, go all in on. Okay. Did I get out? Did I answer all of your questions? Was that helpful? Yes, I think so. I wrote down some notes and yeah, I think so. It's okay. with the shower. I was, I thought I was doing so good. I planned it and had everything just like, instead of mulling over decisions, like you said, I was not living in, I don't know, confusion, just boom, bam, boom, planned it all. And then had offers to get stuff going and done. And I'm like, nope, it's already done. I'm ready to go. And then all of a sudden I had this panic moment realizing like, oh no, <laughs> I, there's this other aspect of it that I wasn't thinking about. And then it just trumped every great thing I was feeling about it. And, and yeah, I was I like, ah. I know. And that's what we do. Isn't that funny? Like there are always going to be unforeseen obstacles and things that get in our way. But like you said, you've done all of this. Look at all of these things that you've done really well. You've planned it all. You've been boom, boom, boom. You haven't been going in, I don't know, confusion. But all your brain wants to focus on the one you did dozens of things really, really well. You missed one obstacle and you're going to take care of it. You still have three weeks. You're so planned ahead that you still have three weeks to get this taken care of. You're going to take care of this. This is going to be an awesome shower, but your brain is going back to that. See, I knew I couldn't trust you to get all this done. I knew this was going to happen. Okay. That's where the thought is. I knew this was going to happen and it's not looking at the evidence you have over here. And so instead it's amazing. Let's celebrate how well we've done. Let's just finish up this obstacle. This is just a little obstacle. I can get over this. I can do this. I love my house. I'm proud of my house. It's going to be fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right. Of course. Thank you. It is three o'clock. So that worked out perfectly. So as you can see for the, the group call, thank you so much to Stacy for coming on and getting coached through this. This is what coaching looks like when you do get coached through because when you're in the moment and you're talking about it, sometimes you miss things. And so it's a really good idea to take notes or if you can't take notes, even if you can take notes to go back and watch the replay, just so you catch a little bit more than you caught the first time. Okay. Thank you all so much for joining me. I am so glad that you're here. I really hope to see a lot of you in Beckend 
It's going to be an incredible program. The doors are open today, September 14th, and they will be closing on September 19th. And the reason that I'm doing that is because I just want to focus on the group and, and not constantly come join, come join. But the, the doors will open again. They're going to open again probably in a month or so. And so there will be another opportunity. But if you'd like to get in on this first opportunity, get these courses, get going as a founding member. As a founding member, your price will never go up. So as long as this membership is going, you will pay the $35 a month and your price won't go up. As the price increases with the membership over time, prices will increase for everyone else, but they will stay the same for you. And that's just my thank you for getting in on on the crowd as we get going. And so again, thank you all so much for being here. And we will see you next week back to our regular podcast, YouTube form for Behold, where we just have the episode. And for those of you joining Beckend, I will see you later this week for our first official Beckend group coaching call. All of you have a very blessed day.